0: Welcome to The Unlocking. It is my honor and my joy to be here with each one of you today on this podcast. My prayer is that each one of us would walk away with a greater understanding, an unveiling, an awakening, an unlocking to our minds and our hearts, to His truth and His voice. So Holy Spirit, we come and invite you to do what only you can do. Have your way in our midst and in our conversation. We bless you, we honor you, and we thank you Thank you for what you're going to impart and what you're going to do today. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I felt a bubbling up today as I was just preparing and just sitting with the Lord um, this morning and this afternoon. I just felt such a bubbling up inside of me for the topic that we're going to dive in today. Um, but before we begin, I'd love to just bless each one of you and just pray over you. So Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, God, that you are orchestrating things behind the scenes, Jesus. We thank you that you're always moving, that you're always speaking, that your word is living and residing. And Father, I thank you that you're inviting us into abiding in you today. And so we just lean back into the arms of love as we listen to this podcast, Lord, as we listen to your voice, as we're led by the Holy Spirit. I just thank you for every ear that is listening and every heart, God that there would just be this receiving of your truths today, that we'd just be led by your Spirit. We thank you for your wraparound presence. We thank you for your love, God, where there's perfect love it casts out all fear. And so we thank you for that love. We thank you, Jesus, that you're wanting to reveal more of your nature and your character, who you are to us, Lord. And so I just bless every single person that's listening. In your name, amen. So I just thought I would share some stories today and some scripture. I really felt like he was wanting just to dive into the topic of identity today. And so um, I just thought I would share a little bit about my journey in the journey and the process of him speaking more and more to my heart about my identity. So about eight to nine years ago, I was just spending some time with the Lord and I was... um, working on staff at a, a church here locally, and we would do something at Easter called the Stations of the Cross, and um, I had kind of tucked away during my day to go down to the sanctuary where we had the Stations of the Cross set up, and it was really just like a time of contemplation and just being with the Lord, and um, all these artists would draw different scenes of uh, the Easter story. And the sanctuary was just lit by candlelight. And so after I'd gone around, I just sat in the sanctuary and I was just spending time with the Lord. And all of a sudden I had an open vision. And I would say that I probably had other open visions early on in life, but this one was so vivid and so clear that it literally was like I was taken up and in to um, the heavens. And so All of a sudden I was in the garden of heaven and I was standing and there was all these beautiful flowers and I was standing on a path and Jesus was right in front of me and he had one hand behind his back and one hand motioning towards me and he said, come here, I want to show you what flower you are in my garden and I just remember like this just panic kind of setting on top of me and I just put my hand out in front of me and turned my face and I was... I don't know if I was actually saying it out loud or this was what was going on inside of me. I was like, I don't want to see what flower I am because what if it's just a dandelion? And Lord, you say even dandelions are beautiful. You make everything with intentionality. And I just didn't want to be disappointed if that is what he was saying that I resembled in his garden. And so again, he started jumping up and down like a schoolboy with the flower behind his back. And he was like, no, I want to show you. I want to show you what flower you are in my garden. And again I put my hand out and just kind of resisted and turned my head and the vision stopped. And I just remember walking away, feeling so discouraged, like, oh, he wanted to show me, but I'm so nervous, I'm so scared to see how he views me, to see what flower I really am. And the Lord just started showing me over the next couple years just these deep places inside of me that had come into agreement with that I'm I must be less than, that somehow I can't get my hopes up for how I would really want him to see me because he's gonna show me something that I should just be satisfied with. And he just started breaking off these belief systems that I had aligned myself with and just did a real deep, um, working heart surgery inside of myself of where I'd come into agreement with those things and just giving me eyes to see him rightly. And so a couple of years had passed and I'd gotten to a point where I felt like he had just done so much work inside of me that I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for how you want, what you want to show me, what flower I am. Even if you say I'm a dandelion, I'm going to be excited for it. And so we were at an inner healing conference at our church and all of a sudden they were speaking on identity and just how we see ourselves and how important it is to see ourselves through the father's eyes. And they just had us um, spend some time just quietly listening to the Lord. And all of a sudden I started to see the flower, but instead of seeing the bloom, it was starting from the stem up and, it was like the vision was going from the stem up to the bloom. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, he's about to show me. He's about to show me. Well, as soon as he got to the bloom, all of a sudden there was like this haze over top of it, and I couldn't see. And all of a sudden the the vision stopped. And so I was like, oh, what's going on, Lord? Why Why can't I fully see this? And so I wrestled a little bit with it, but just kind of let it go. Well, the following day at church, I can't remember exactly what the sermon was about, but I felt like it was—it was very much about like comparison, how we compare ourselves, um, how we can view things through a distorted lens, and all this stuff. And I just remember during the sermon, the Holy Spirit just pointing some places inside of my heart and my mind that He wanted to heal even further. And so I remember thinking, okay, I need to go up. I need to, to go up ministry time and just ask somebody to pray for me. And so I was heading up front and my friend stopped me and she's like, I told her that I really felt like I needed to go up for prayer. And she's like, I think you're supposed to go over there. And so she pointed to a lady that I never met before. And she's like, I really feel like you're supposed to go ask her for prayer. And so I I went up and I was just saying, you know, that the Lord was really putting his finger on some things inside of me that still was in this place of comparing and less than. And even though he had done so much work inside of me over the last, those last several years um, from the time I'd had that vision, there still was like this root that he just wanted to pull up and pull out. And so I went up, and I was telling them what I wanted prayer for, and I was, you know, repenting and asking the Lord to forgive me for any way way that I had compared and and measured myself less than. And so this lady's praying over me and just feel the presence of the Lord so tangible and so thick. And all of a sudden, she, like, stops, and she's like, oh, my goodness, I see you as a flower in the garden of heaven. And I just started weeping because I knew what was about to happen. And she said, I see you as a white rose. And I lost it. And I just started weeping and weeping and weeping. And after she was done praying and sharing the vision, and she started speaking into what the white rose meant, and just all these things, um, I looked at her and I, I told her the story. And I said, the crazy thing is, as I said, white roses are my absolute favorite flower. And they're the flower that my husband gets me all the time to tell me how much he loves me and and what he thinks of me. And it was like in that moment, I felt like the Lord said, yeah, I'm the one that made you love white roses. I'm the one that put that desire inside of your heart. Of course, I would say you're a white rose. This is how I see you. And it was just like, all of a sudden, my eyes were just so opened. And one of the things that I felt like the Lord was showing me was just like we were speaking about in the last episode of the unveiling, how when we see things in the old covenant thinking before the finished work of the cross, in that second Corinthians 3, 13 through 18, it says, you know, that when we view things through that lens, that literally a veil comes over our, our heart and our eyes and our minds. And I felt like what the Lord was showing me was even in that vision, when he was showing me that the night before that, when I couldn't see the bloom, it was like, there was still a thin veil that was there. And it was like, the Lord's like, Nope, we're still dealing with a belief system. We're still dealing with a lie here that you're looking and viewing yourself in this place of wrong thinking And it was like that veil needed to be completely lifted off of my eyes so that I could see him rightly and see myself rightly through the lens of the father's eyes. And so that just began a journey of really a great unveiling and how the father wanted me to see myself through his eyes, through what he said and, um, yeah, I still love white roses. It'll be my favorite flower forever. And oh my goodness, I uh they just speak so much to me and she had told me go home and research. Research what? White roses mean and and white and just all of that. And it was it was just so powerful. And so I just want to pray right now even into that. So, Holy Spirit, I just ask Holy Spirit that you would just come by your power and by your might and that you would just come and you would touch lives and awaken hearts jesus to how you see your sons and daughters that father where there's belief system and there's lies jesus that go deep down where we need you to come and reveal the truths of our identity truths of how you see us, truths of um, your voice. Lord, I just pray right now that a great unveiling would take place and that you would put your finger on belief systems or alignments, Lord, that are not a part of your kingdom, that are not a part of your heart, and that you would uproot those lies and that you would release your truths, that you would release your visions, that you would release the things that you're wanting to reveal and speak to your sons and daughters in Jesus' name. Another testimony that I was really um, thinking about that just pertains to our identity in Christ and, and how he sees us and how he is speaking over us and what he's saying to us, I would say probably about around the same time, a little after So probably around nine years ago, I was helping lead worship at a women's conference for one of the morning sets. And it was my first time to just lead by myself vocally. And um, the lady that was the keynote speaker after me had come to me days before the conference and just said that She knew I was leading worship before she got up to speak, and she just really felt like the Holy Spirit said for me to just speak for a couple minutes and just release whatever it was that the Lord had been showing me in this hour. And so I was um, sitting down and just spending some time with the Lord, and I was just declaring, you know, I just, again, like all this insecurity, all this stuff was hitting me. I knew He was inviting me into it, but all this stuff was hitting me. And I was just declaring out loud, more of you, less of me, more of you, less of me, more of you, less of me. And all of a sudden I felt Holy Spirit like tap me on my right shoulder. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And ever so gently, Holy Spirit said, not quite right. And I said out loud, what do you mean not quite right? This is biblical. John the Baptist talked about it. Paul talks about it. What do you mean? Like, it's it's more of you, less of us, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit so gently said, Christine, I need you to magnify me. And when you lessen Who you are and hold your head down. You are a new creation in and through. When I purchased you on that cross, when you became joined with me, and the old nature is down in the grave, and the the new creation is standing tall and standing as my son and as my daughter. That is where I need you to shine my glory. And when you lessen yourself and when you dim that light and when you hold your head down low, you really are hiding more of me because when you truly understand that you are housing, you are housing the King of glory, you are the living temple of the King of glory. And when you diminish that, it is just like in Matthew 5, 14 through 16 talks about putting the light under a basket. And I'm just going to read that real quick. Because it truly is this place where when there is a fire set inside of you, when you come into the relationship with Jesus and that fire gets set inside of you, there is no more hiding it under a basket. He wants it to shine. So Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then places it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And so, so many of us, I think, stay in this posture where really it's, it's a false humility. It's not true humility. I, I can't remember who was speaking on this one time, but you know, false humility is when we're, we're thinking of ourselves, whether it's less or more, when we're, when it all comes back to, um, oh Lord, you know, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Or, oh my gosh, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's all again about me. But when you realize that the things that the Lord has deposited inside of you, that his very nature and character is wanting to shine through you and shine so brightly You don't want to hide that anymore. You want it to shine and not shine for your own accolades and stuff, but shining for the glory of the Lord, shining and releasing who he is in and through us. You know, he could have chosen to do it without us. But he said, no, I want you to co-labor with me. And when I put a word in your mouth or when I put a message or when I put, um, you laying hands and and healing and all of those things, it's not us that is doing it. It is him that is working in and through us. And so when we choose to come into agreement with that place, and it's not anything that we've done in our own strength, it's in our weakness actually, that he's made strong. We've talked about that in last episodes as well. It's not in anything that we could muster up in ourselves, it is him and him alone that is working through us. But he's saying, take that basket off and let the light of who I am shine through you. So no more of this hiding and and being like, no, don't, I don't really want to, I don't, you know, the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So we have to prophesy who he is. We have to talk about the things that he's put inside of each one of us. We have to release it. We have to do it in such a way that people, people can see when you're just talking about yourself or when you're sitting there and there's such a deep hunger, passion for who Jesus is, for other people to be drawn unto him, not drawn unto us. And so I just feel like so many times we get that confused and a religious spirit tries to come in and, and all of those things, you know, really humility is getting low. It's getting low. It's becoming the door for his presence Um, years, maybe not years ago, but I think it's been about a year ago. I have it written down on my my phone, but during the night, I kept on hearing the floor is the door, the floor is the door, the floor is the door, the floor is the door. And I felt like the Lord was saying there was this great invitation into getting lower and lower still. And when you get low in that humility, it literally becomes the door for the King of glory to come in and establish his throne in spaces and places. And so... In humility, it's not a place of um, thinking, again, about yourself. (laughs) It's a place of getting low before the Lord and saying, God, in my weakness, in my weakness, I'm laying it all down. I'm laying bare before you. I'm laying down and allowing you to reside and reign over top of the surrendered and the yieldedness. Whatever you say, Lord, I give my yes. Whatever you say, Jesus, come, let my life be a door for your presence, the living gateways. Wake up, you living gateways. Wake up. The King of glory is about to come through you. Psalms 24. The King of glory is wanting to come through each one of his sons and daughters to reveal more and more of who he is in the world. And so I just feel like the key takeaway today is this invitation into identity. This invitation into knowing who you are and to see yourself rightly through his eyes. And who we are, are his sons and daughters. Who we are, are heirs to the kingdom. Who we are, are priests before the Lord. Who we are, are the ones that he says, you are seated in heavenly places with me. You are abiding with me. You are ruling and reigning with me. But you have to be able to see yourself through the Father's eyes so that you can display all More of who He is, the truth, the true identity, the true nature and character that Jesus is wanting to manifest in the world around us. And so, Father, I just thank you for each person on this episode today. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are calling them into a deeper knowing, God, of their identity in You. I thank you, God, that deep calls to deep. And we just call to those deep places and we say, Stand up and rise for the King of glory wants to come through. The King of glory wants to come through in your family. The King of glory wants to come through in your city. The King of glory wants to come through in your marriage. The King of glory wants to come through in your relationship with your children. So Father, we thank You. We thank You that You are the King of glory. We thank you, Jesus, that you are bringing us into a place of a knowing of who we are as sons and daughters in that identity, Father, that you are declaring this is who you are and this is how I see you, not because we need to see us lifted high, God, but we need to see you lifted high. And so, Father, we just thank you for today. And I just bless each person, God, that as they walk away from this episode, that you are revealing more and more of yourself and that you are unlocking those places inside us, Jesus, that that great unveiling needs to take place, that you're unlocking the truths, God, of who you are, that you're unclogging our ears and our hearts, Jesus, to know you rightly. And we just bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. My prayer is that as you walk away, you felt an unlocking taking place. And that as you go about your day to day, you would see him moving and hear him speaking in new ways. And that you would find yourself responding with a resounding yes to him and all that he is asking and speaking to your heart. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast from. Until next time, remember, you are his beloved.